Welcome to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D adventure about four heroes on the greatest quest of all, to find true love. Previously on Romancing the Dungeon. Nearly every tree has a wanted poster. These love marks that we've got. I'm guessing they're like something to do with that like hot woman in the in the light of the fire it looks like the, this tattoo it's like kind of spiraling thorns wrapped around a heart uh, in a rose the four of you are kind of starting to fade you find yourself standing in a muggy hallway holding a mop Who, who's, who's this guy do, 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 do you want me to play, play a song get up dad you need to wake up this is a dream hello you just see Grace as she rushes. Everything just goes completely and totally dark. This is meant to be a nightmare. It is. It's that instantaneous like, kind of like something just pulls you out of your sleep. You see two sprites. You guys got a little ahead of me there. Name's Lavender. Pleased to meet you. Are you lonely, miserable, or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamy or dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Graypurse, founder, CEO, and love wizard. And this week's question is proudly sponsored by Arthur McGucket's Miracle Mustache Wax. Wax on, wax off. To get started, please fill out the attached questionnaire. Question 12. What is the nicest compliment you have ever received? Um, well, I was on a date once in Tezerab, and this guy told me, you got the right attitude, who cares how you look? I thought that was really sweet. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanes Tidbits, you know them, you love them, they're back. The greatest compliment I've ever received is that I know how to get a, do- a job done. Uh, whatever job you need, I'll do it. And if it's uh, Monster Fae Fiend Undead, uh, I'll get it done. My contact information is at the bottom of the sheet. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you. My rates for sponsorship posts can be found on my blog boards. Uh, cut, 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 cut. Best compliment I've ever received. Well, my mom once told me that I'm so stubborn I can win a staring contest with a mule. That's nice, right? As long as you're not looking in the mirror. <laughs> Look, I'm really anxious today. Okay, it's making me really mean. Sure, it's the anxiety. <laughs> It's a very difficult question to answer. Uh, I've had so many compliments uh, in my life, but I think really what it boils down to is the idea that uh, words aren't really enough to describe me. Um, I think it's really more about what you can do for me. Um, and I don't know if this is the uh, proper format to be getting into what's been done for me before. <laughs> <laughs> The four of you are currently being led down the Forgotten Path. Just up in front of you, you can see uh, Lavender, Pandora and Bert, the three sprites you met just a short while ago, 
The, the morning is very overcast. The wind is unsettled and whips back and forth. Bursts of rain, thick and cold droplets bomb from the sky overhead. The sprites duck and dive under branches of trees and thick overgrown brushes for cover. The path in front of you is almost entirely overgrown. The wildlands of the Montague Forest seem to want to recover the trail for itself once more. As another gust of wind brings a lash of rain, Pandora flutters back towards the four of you. And she's looking a little bit hesitant. Pandora was your name? Um, yes. You're looking hesitant. Are you thinking about something? Does the does the rain not agree with you? Um, I I was I was just wondering, um, what what brought you onto the forgotten path? Uh, we we found it, right, guys? We just wanted a place to sleep for the eve, away from scary things. You you came to the forgotten path to get away from scary things. That yeah. sounds scary. Yeah, you're making it sound like there's more scary things down here, which, you know, not into that. Um, I, I didn't, I, I, uh, I didn't mean anything. I just, um, lavender. Under a fallen tree, uh, kind of like a kind of a cracked stump, you just see kind of this kind of glowing light just appear, following very, very quickly. A lavender kind of flits out, kind of bringing her hands up over her head to try and protect herself from the rainstorm that's kind of passing over again. Oi! What are you lot doing? Walking and talking. Don't be at my girl here. We're we're not. We were just talking to her. She said that we came down the scary path and we were just trying to understand what that meant because we're trying to get away from scary things. Oh, just that it's not used anymore. It used to be a really big and an important trail between Herb and that other village just to the north, Nookery. So I, you can pass through the mountains and people used to say awful monsters used to descend there from there, but... That's just all pish posh legend, right? I don't know. You tell us. I I just did. It's just legend. I really wouldn't put any stock in it. Is this tavern we're going to safe at least? Yeah, sure is. Morag owns the joint. It, it's a little off the beaten trail and she kind of shrugs and kind of, you know, kind of gives that sort of like elbow. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, she's trying to do the kind of the, the sail pitch thing as well. It's better than sleeping outdoors, isn't it? I mean, I guess. Lead on. Show us the way. Best, uh, we wait a little bit longer. Uh, sprites and, and, and rainstorms like this don't, well, it, it plays havoc with our flight path. Question, because you say sprites, are we talking like Tinkerbell, Thumbelina, or are they like cat-sized? No, they're, yeah, it's, it's like little fairies. Like Get in like, my pocket, it's fine, we'll carry you. I don't know you that well. I don't know you that I am well. Not particularly comfortable with that. This is suggestion. how this is how we all get to know Come each other on, so well. And she just in that sort of like one girl leading her best friend away from that guy at the <laughs> nightclub kind of thing. She's now taking her by the forearm, and she's just like, okay. And they both kind of flit off under the the stump, just screaming after, "Get into my sweaty pocket!" <laughs> <laughs> These rain showers are are quite sporadic and. There's no kind of real sense. It's it's the natural world. It's not one could be. It's just a quick downpour, and another one it seems to last. This one, um, it kind of clears a little bit. The, the the sky remains overcast and kind of a a, a dark, heavy grey. But the second it clears, you just see lavender, Pandora, and Birch kind of pop their heads out from that broken stump. They kind of fly straight up, back up, and they lead the, uh, back down the path again. And the four of you are wandering behind them. I don't know about you guys, but I want to stay like at least like 20 feet behind them and just kind of nudge Fia and Festa and Nate. And just be like, we're, we're okay with this, right? We all trust Faye Sprite. No, I'm just... I mean, absolutely not, but... Okay, cool, cool. 
Nate's like fully asleep, just like on Twilight Sparkle's back. Just yeah, I kind of I kind of poke his face and like swipe some drool off his mouth. Like hey, hey, but hey, mm. what are you? You can't go back to sleep, man. I didn't look, man. I didn't. I didn't sleep good. I mean, neither did I. These bags, they don't come with the purchase, but it's okay. You can afford to be ugly. People pay me to be good looking. Go away. Who has paid you recently to be good looking? Go away. Hephaestus, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you um, you hadn't noticed. Uh, actually, do you want? You can give me a, give me a perception check. Seventeen. Okay, so you did notice. Uh, just as you you're kind of you're listening and you're you just heard that kind of comment from Nate about no one's paying you to be good looking and you just you roll your eyes and as you do you kind of you catch the kind of pale yellow glow that Birch has been giving off kind of just kind of flitting around and he kind of he darts back and now he's kind of hovering just slightly next to to your face and your ear like he's not uncomfortably close but he's closer than the other sprites have come in terms mm. of um, you know personal space hey hi what's up uh not much bit tired of being wet and cold i hear you yeah it's uh pretty wet and uh cold yeah maybe we could uh i don't know get warm (laughs) if you're feeling me wet and warm Oh, what uh, what do you have in mind, there, friend? I don't know. You, me, a blanket, <laughs> babe. I think I'd like to get to know you a little better first. Sure. How about we play twenty questions? Oh, yes. It's gonna take a while. <laughs> <laughs> How long is the? to the tavern are we close about 20 questions (laughs) (laughs) sure fire away oh well ladies first babe (laughs) and he kind of he lowers his sunglasses oh god how uh how did you get involved with uh this job you're doing summer internship Straight out of college. Kappa Delta Phi, babe. <laughs> and he just he beats his chest with his fist. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> That's nice. That's good experience. Yeah, Mora, she's a she's a fine boss. Do you mean fine as in friendly or like she's a babe? Both. That's good. That's so. Uh, he's now kind of, sort of, he's still flying, but he's now kind of got his hands kind of crossed at the back of his head, and like one leg kind of slightly crossed over the other, and he's kind of flying backwards, and he's just looking you dead in the eye. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> Go ahead. So, aside from being sexy, what else do you do for a living, Hephaestus? <laughs> I, uh, I'm a, a bit of a bounty hunter, I guess you could say. Uh, collect people for other people. 
you're not really feeling me here, are you? Well, I am. I don't want to be. Give me a an insight check with advantage. 18. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's full-on alpha male flirting with you, and it just... Um, it just washes out straight away and he's just kind of, he's now just staring you kind of dead in the eye just kind of like you that's like one of his best lines and it didn't work no. he's so tiny this would never work oh it's like that <laughs> I Is would crush him well you're not that hot anyway <laughs> and he just kind of he flits away uh, it's just kind of like giving you deuces as he kind of flies backwards and he flits up into the trees. Uh, kind of the, what little sunlight is kind of coming through the overcast clouds. Uh, he kind of disappears into that and he just, uh, yeah, he's gone. Uh, as, he, as he flies past me, I just go, <coughs> amateur. <laughs> what a noob, am I right? <laughs> See what the sprite has in terms of weapons. <laughs> what a casual. I would like to kind of just chat to Fia because Thane is... Dying for conversation. I'm feeling left out there. <laughs> and, uh, just, he yeah. hasn't been the center of attention for eight minutes. Exactly, yeah, eight so. minutes. Needs cuddling a horse. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Getting flirted with. Yeah. Just, yeah, what 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 <laughs> do we do? And Fee Fee is just kind of like she hasn't talked at all this whole trip. She's been very much in her head. So, uh, what do you think of these uh, colorful folks that we've met? Fia, hi. I'm talking to huh? you. I'm talking to you. Fia, hi. hi. Sorry. What do you think of our uh, our sprite friend? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you here with us? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I'm just tired. Didn't sleep good, no? No, it was not a good night's sleep. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm going to rest until we get there. You want to sit up on the horse with Nate? No, definitely not. <laughs> bro, bro. What? Who? You, you Who heard... said that? I can't see. Where's that voice coming from? You heard the lady, bro. Who's saying Step this? Off. Step off, bro. I perception and... check to see if I can... I can't see him. He's so tiny. Or he kind of, he flies kind of between your legs up in front of you. Yeah. In that, in that kind of like squaring off kind of like uh, oh, right up to your face. He's now kind of right chest. in front of you. Yeah. He's like, yeah, his chest is out. Uh, gorilla style. He's like, bro, the lady said step off. Um, sorry, little man. <laughs> bro, she's talking to you. No, talking to you. Bro. Whoever you are, bro, dude. <laughs> um, he's fine. He's just checking on his friend. Thank you, though. Yeah, we're good. What is it with these chicks? <laughs> and he just... Ugh! My moves, my life, nothing. And he... Ugh! And he just flies off. As he flies off, I'm just gonna... So, again, still pretending to be a situation. Oh, what a jump! Oh, what a jump! What a jump! Oh, what a jump! <laughs> on a on a player note, can I um, do a intelligence check to see what I can recall about Faye? What do I know about these cats? Well, about the Faye sprite, is it? Yeah, just about Faye and yep. what their just deal is. Just all of them. Thing, if you want to give me a nature check just to see what you would recall from the the Faye. Ten. So. Thing you would know that generally, well, you, you know, the Fae are magical creatures and they are very closely connected to the natural world. Okay. okay. They come in all shapes and sizes and all different personality types. There, you know, There's many, many different fairy tales and folklore all mm. around different types of Fae. Good ones, bad ones, 
trickstery, just cheeky ones. Just it, it, it kind of runs the gamut. Festa, you, given what you have experienced and what you kind of what you what you know of them and where you made your pact and who you made it with, you have a, a kind of an understanding a little bit more in that they're v- not only are they closely linked to the natural world or the material world around us they are often they often dwell within kind of forests or twilight groves they are very very much connected to the fey wild some sprites in particular can possess really really unique and special abilities or gifts forms of magic they can they can weave uh, around you know stuff that normal wizards or warlocks or sorcerers can't usually do A short while later, you just see kind of lavender kind of waving at you to kind of, because Thane, you had said you're keeping about kind of a 20 foot distance. But sure. She's just kind of signaling you to kind of to catch up now that she's kind of hovering. And then when she turns back to look at you, she just waves at you to kind of come along. You all kind of, you can just all make out the top of a roof. It's kind of that green, uh, you know, when copper has been exposed to the to the natural world and it goes that sort of weird kind of, Green paley, shaley green type thing. Yeah, uh, that's you can just see a part of that just kind of breaking the skyline. And as you kind of round the path, you all just see kind of Pandora, birch, and lavender. Uh, the path winds through trees that seem to grow thicker. The wind whips up around you again, and it kind of whistles through the trees, and it carries with it a very perfumed scent of jasmine. As you round that outcropping of rock and trees, you see faded green tiles of a roof. Stone walls peeking up into the sky, and Pandora turns back smiling, and she just says, We are home. Welcome, welcome to the Jasmine Garden. And the three sprites fly straight up to the building. The three of them push open a large, dark oak door. Okay, who wants to go in first? I just keep walking. I'm not even paying attention. Well, I reach down and I just pick up some stones and put them in my pocket before going inside. I just like to collect rocks, guys. Just as you kind of, uh, as the four of you plus Twilight Sparkles <laughs> approach the, the tavern, you get a, a better picture of it now. It, the tavern stands three stories tall. The grounds betray the surrounding murky forest landscape that you've been used to for the last couple of hours. Tufts of white and pale yellow flowers grow here and there. The building's walls are made of thick stone, rough with beams of dark oak framing it. And windows on the ground floor offer a glimpse inside of a large open floor tavern. The door opens again and, and Lavender looks out and just kind of gestures at all of you to come in. Nate, you better uh, hit your horse. I thought this game was supposed to be about imagination. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've imagined nowhere for the horse to go. <laughs> I tie Twilight Sparkle up outside and I say, I'll be back for you. But like in a less creepy way. <laughs> what, would, what, would, what would that sound like? Yeah, I go in. Um, I'll be a bit wary. I don't want to say defensive, but like prepared. Guys, look, it's going to be fine. It's not like there's also another old god that we're going to reawaken from a crazy lady who owns the tavern and poisons us all. And then a priest shows up who's summoned an old god. Like, how could that happen? Lavender, sorry, what was that? Just a story that I read the other day. We were um, in a town that had a book and I read it and it was interesting. And that's all that you need to know about that. In we go. And she just eyes you very, very suspiciously. This is a lovely tavern. Did you build this? Did you make this? I did with my very own hands. My little pixie hands. No, of course I didn't build this tavern. Who leads with that question? The tavern belongs to Morag, our boss. Ah, who's Morag? Our boss. She owns the Jasmine Garden. Well, make make yourselves make yourselves comfortable. And as she um, 
like as she kind of leads you in through that that thick heavy door uh, on either side to you you just see two suits of armor next to them are two large pots filled with these white flowers that you saw outside straight away you're looking into this and i have a map okay and i will put that map up afterwards uh, <laughs> but the it is it's it, it's quite an interesting setup it's it's an open plan tavern. Jeremy uh, Brennan wouldn't get a look in on this shit, <laughs> I swear to God. Uh, dead center in this room, uh, aside from the pillars that are propping up the next floor, dead center in it, you see the tavern and it's square. It's that sort of thing that um, no matter where you're seated, seated at, you can approach the bar and get a drink. At the far end, so directly opposite E, you can see a large fireplace with a stag's head decorating the top of it and these huge antlers just kind of extending out directly in front of the fireplace are two extremely comfortable looking armchairs they sit on top of a a bearskin rug and just every table around you is covered in kind of a green cloth they're all laid out there's nobody here other than the sprites there's no customers well we got here pretty early huh guys well and, and Lavender kind of just kind of scratches the back of her head. Business pretty bad. That's kind of putting it lightly, my love. I mean, listen, location, location, location. Yeah. Is there, is there anyone at the bar? You see Birch just kind of cleaning glasses. How big are the glasses? So the glass. So he's actually in the glass cleaning. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I did a physical thing there. That's just for the table. Um, it takes up ten minutes to clean a glass. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go up to to Birch at the, the bar and just say, uh, "Can I get two ales, please?" Sure, bro. Make that three, please. I would like your biggest ale. I want to take an armchair, but I want to poke it first because I don't trust it because I don't trust anything here. I don't really <laughs> like the fae. It's a mimic. <laughs> Play me. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Seeing Hephaestus take a seat in an armchair, I just go and sit on the bear, the bearskin rug beside her. So you're all kind of, so there is a table next to the, the there is kind of a, a table kind of between the two armchairs on top of that bearskin rug. Mm. And there is a chess set on top of it. Oh. And don't please don't, don't ask. I don't know the rules, <laughs> so don't ask. I want to play some chess and I want to RP out. the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Bishop to B4. <laughs> That's chess meets battleship. <laughs> He's like my horse. Twilight Sparkles died that Lavender kind of leads you in, in that kind of hostess. Uh, if she had menus, she, she would be holding them. And she kind of leads you towards the armchairs with kind of Hephaestus taking the lead on it. And as you kind of arrive at them, you just see Hephaestus kind of prodding them with, you have a, a dagger? Yeah. Yeah, so you're not stabbing it, but you're just giving kind of like, the, with the tip of your blade, just kind of, it doesn't react. Okay, I'll uh, sit down. And she kind of looks at you a little bit. And she's like, you should have seen the last tavern we went to. I see. Um, one moment, and she she kind of flits over to the fireplace. She picks up kind of two um, two little rocks, and she kind of bangs them together, and she keeps kind of clacking them, and then sparks, and then a, a couple of dry logs and branches just erupt uh, into fire. There is a um, yeah, there's a kind of a really nice warm orange glow coming off um, the fireplace now, and it does it, it it does feel a little bit soothing. With a round tray on his back, and he's kind of. That sort of like half hovering, half falling, half <laughs> trying to stay flying. Here comes Birch with three ales on his back. Whoa, nice, bro. Do you lift? Bro. Do you lift, bro? Bro, this is nothing, bro. Oh, bro, it doesn't look like it. I could lift 
ten of these. I I take my uh, two ales and I just you just hear it kind of immediately like oh god. (laughs) (sighs) I uh, I I put one in front of Fia and I say uh uh, you need this and yeah. Festa, did you not want to drink? No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) I don't enjoy beverages. Festa coming in here like the undercover boss. With the the four of you kind of nestled around these two armchairs, the rug. Uh, and, and the table with the drinks down in front of you, it kind of out of nowhere, you just kind of hear the creaking uh, and then the slap of timber on timber. Up through the middle of the bar, you just see Pandora kind of appear. And it's that sort of, again, it's that little orange kind of glow around her. And she whizzes over and she's kind of, she's kind of got, she's kind of covered in a little bit of flour and she's kind of got a tea towel in one hand. And she's like, oh, oh God, I, okay, sorry. Um, um, welcome. The Jasmine Garden. My name is Pandora. I will be your hostess. And she kind of holds out her hand and she just kind of gestures to the place around you. And Lavender is just kind of looking at her. She's kind of giving her the thumbs up. Oh. Can I take your drinks order? And then she sees the drinks oh, no. and she's just. Damn it. Um, okay. I will take your dining requests. What can I make you? What is your favorite dish? What is my There's favorite so dish? Bangers and mash. Some poached eggs. Nope, I'm good, thank you. And I just start eating a ration. Okay, so you're eating, you're like, yeah. So you're one of those people that goes to a restaurant and brings their own. Food. I'll just have a glass of water, please. Just aware box. You just take out like your own protein bar, and you're like, yeah, I'm good. Just yeah, nah, bra. I gotta watch the calorie intake. This doesn't just happen. You're one of those women who, when they go into like a restaurant, they bring their own tea bag and request a teapot, oh, hot water. People. Yeah. She looks a little deflated, and she kind of looks towards lavender, and lavender is just like smile. Keep smiling, you know, smile. <laughs> she flies kind of back towards the uh, the bar and then you just see her disappear down. Ooh, secrets. And uh, a, a few moments later, um, Birch kind of arrives with just a, a smaller tray with four, well, five glasses actually, well, he's holding one. And uh, he puts, he slides them down, uh, he slides the tray down onto the table in front of you, kind of half knocking over some of the chest pieces. A specialty. Well, it's just Goldschlager, but, you know... Did you uh, make it yourself? Is this like a homebrew? Was that a lame D&D joke? <laughs> no, that's like people brew at home, you it's know? A mediocre D&D yeah. joke, okay? I mean, if you wanted to be a D&D joke, sure, but it's maybe just a beer joke. Yeah, so you, you get the faint kind of smell of cinnamon coming off uh, the drinks, and you can definitely see kind of flecks of gold in the glass. Uh, he immediately just downs the shot in front of you, and he just kind of slams on the table, and he's like, and he's just looking you dead pan in the eye, Festa, like, I don't even look in his direction. I take it and I drink it. Give me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 12. So it burns and it's that like, oh God, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take one as well. Yep. Another constitution saving throw. Hey, Birch, do you normally get um, humanoid sized uh, patrons in here? Like what's your, what's your setup? Nine on the constitution. Okay. So again, it, it's that sort of like, I probably shouldn't have had a, a shot of Goldschlager first thing in the morning, <laughs> but uh, it's sort yet. of, it repeats a little bit and then you just, yeah, you swallow it down. Thane on kind of, on your question, he just, he just kind of, kind of cocks an eyebrow at you and he's like, nah, bro, we just, we have big people furniture for the fun of it. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, cause like, it's kind of like a labor oversight where, you know, you're just a teeny tiny, but you have to serve such big things. And he just looks at Fiat, what's this, what's this douche's problem? I don't think he slept right last night. Maybe. 
I maybe he hasn't slept right the last few nights. Oh, I see what you did there. We're, vi- we're vibing. Uh, that's not what I was trying to do, but... You want another shot? No. Hephaestus, <laughs> uh, anything? No, I'm good. I don't uh, drink before I eat. No. Yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. Okay, give me a constitution saving throw. 15. So it's sort of like that varying degree of who does a lot of shots. And for you, you just, you just, you pick the glass up, you knock it straight back. And it's like, oh, I thought that maybe tasted like cinnamon and it's gone. Uh, <laughs> when is he going away? So he, he kind of, he's looking at the shot kind of at you kind uh, of expectantly. Oh, I should drink this. Well, it would be rude not to bra. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, I drink it. Okay. And again, just another constitution saving throw. Oh yeah, that's 18. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this is your drink of choice. Uh, <laughs> this is nice. Is there cinnamon in that? I taste some cinnamon. Bruh, I got you. And he just, he flies back over to the, to the, to the bar and he comes back and he's kind of lugging a bottle with him and he just puts it down and he's like, on the house. Oh, thank God. Is he leaving yet? <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Okay. So it's, it's the four of you sitting there. Uh, Lavender has gone as well. And so has Pandora. Oh, I wanted to ask Lavender over. She's like flitting, like she's just okay. cleaning off tables and stuff like that. Like she's doing what you would be doing in an empty restaurant, trying right. to make herself busy. Can I like awkwardly wave at her and be like, "Hi, hello, yes, can we have, yes, love, can we talk?" She flies over uh, dust cloth uh, and kind of a, a waxy kind of a tin full of wax in the other hand, and she just kind of flies towards you. Do we know each other? I, I don't think so. Strange sensation that we do. I've just got one of those faces. I look up at her then as well. And I'm like, yeah, you do have one of those faces. And she kind of, she winks. Why are you winking? Flirting. Oh, okay. Can help. Okay, well, continue. Well, not now. The moment's gone. It's I just think... weird now. But you do look really familiar, though. I want to take another shot and look her dead in the eye and go, I've seen you before. But I'm definitely still drinking. Okay. <laughs> I love how we're, we're now establishing that okay. Listen, it's 11am, we're getting wasted <laughs> Rag week <laughs> Yeah, you take, you take a kind of a gulp from the bottle And it's like, I've definitely seen you I, I, I don't know what to tell you I've, I've never seen the four of you before And she's just kind of staring you down And just kind of nodding her head very slowly I wink at her, but this time, subtly so are we all good then? Your food will be with you in a moment's time. All good. And okay. if you need any drinks or anything like that, just ask Birch. Do we have, do, do you we have, have like, <laughs> yeah, do we have to talk to him? <laughs> no, I, 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 I can get you those as well if you wish. And Thanks. she, she just flies off. So yeah, we all recognize her, right? I feel like I recognize her, but I don't know where from. She was most definitely at the end of my dream. And I think we got ourselves into some shit. And I say that, and I lean way back into the, the armchair, and I just take another shot. It's <laughs> some real shit. So we all saw this person in our dream last night. So you saw her too? Well, yeah. Probably not the same way that, that you saw her. I mean, like, she can't... I mean, she did do that wink again. Whatever happened last night, it was not fun. Okay. All I'm going to say is I think something strange is going to happen in this tavern because... We woke up, a person who was in our dreams came to us about ten minutes later and told us with their two strange friends to come towards this tavern that they all work in that's empty and they have a boss that isn't here. So it's a bit odd. 
bit strange. Not a fan. I don't Drink trust is nice, the though. Fae, but we're here now, and I don't know about yourselves, but she was nice in my dream. She was the only good part about my dream. Yeah, same, actually. Same here, but that was a very, and I cannot stress this enough, low bar. So, I'm still not sure. I don't trust them, but I'm pretty sure we're already fucked. So, and I take another shot. Yeah, no, she was making eyes at all of us at the end of that conversation. I think she wants to talk, but not with Birch or Pandora around. I don't think she can. Um, Ooh. I'm going to pull out my loot. And maybe just start playing a little... Take another shot. ...song. Yeah. Uh, bit of noodling. Yeah, a bit of noodling, I think. Okay, what's it sound like, or what's the what's what's the melody we're going for? Uh, Give us the vibe. I suppose it's like a little mournful... It's a bit emo, almost. Yeah, like yeah. Emo, it's a bit <laughs> an emo loot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as you start to play, Hephaestus immediately just grabs the bottle off Thane and just swigs, like, two mouthfuls for, uh, of, the, of the drink. The smell of frying food and just really good spices and it just kind of starts to waft around you and a short time later you just see kind of Birch disappear down and he comes out back up into this uh, square bar with uh, Pandora and they're carrying some trays of food. While they were making the food I would actually have excused myself and gone to the bathroom. Okay. Um, just upstairs, love. You and she, she, she kind of just yeah. She she thumbs over to the stairwell and just straight up, love. And when you get to the top of the stairs, it's right in front of you. It's on the right. No, it's right in front of you. Just like literally walk straight down the hall. You head upstairs, and yeah, there a cor- there's a corridor to your left, uh, and there's a corridor leading straight down in front of you. You as you're kind of traveling down the corridor, you, you can the light from outside is there's the you can see some torches kind of ensconced on the walls. There's some paintings of the countryside and a mountain range. And there are doors. There's two doors on your left and then the door for the bathroom straight in front of you. You step in. There's a tub. Empty. Ooh. Is it big? Yeah. Um, it would definitely fit two people in it. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's, you know, completely unrelated to anything. Yeah, that's <laughs> what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Three small people. God knows how many fey you could fit in there. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to do my, my crimson right. I'm taking five minutes. I'm just going out and making sure that my blade and that extra damage is there so that if anything kicks off i just want to check the doors uh as i'm leaving the two on the side and just as i'm passing just see like if they open they don't they're locked um thing you were kind of uh getting up as you saw the food arriving and as you come back down the stairs you see that pandora and birch have laid out the two trays on the on a round table kind of next to the stairwell Hephaestus, Nate, and Fia have taken kind of a seat at it, and there is a uh, kind of a plate full of mash, very, very thick onion gravy, and just plump sausages uh, on a plate over to Nate, and he's tucking into it. Fia has a, a plate of, of, of two poached eggs and like kind of a, a creamy kind of sauce on top of it, kind of garnished with a, a little scallion, and just there's a basket of home cooked bread in front of her. And then, kind of on the rest of the table, there are, it's just. Slices of fruits, cheeses, cured meats. What did Pandora prepare for me? That. Oh. You, didn't, you didn't order anything specific, so she's mm. kind of brought you kind of a moose bouche of, uh-huh. of, of everything. There's like little um, 
just like little samples of loads of different things. Ooh, like I the, shall amuse my boosh with that. Okay, you, you may. Mm. I have given up on being. <laughs> You're just not yeah, no. I was like, whatever. I'm wasted, and if they're gonna kill us, they're gonna kill us. I don't give a shit anymore, and I just start eating. So there is, um, there is a bowl full of buttery mashed potato kind of sitting in front of Nate uh, and again a, uh, a, another plate filled with sausages so you could easily just grab yeah it's all of it okay I'm over it kill me go ahead okay. so with her bare hands she's literally just kind of shoving <laughs> mashed potatoes into her her mouth hole um, I turn to Pandora kind of halfway through eating and just say to her it's like this is really good thank you so much oh you're really welcome and uh, she kind of as you say that, she kind of, she blushes and she looks towards Birch and he's just, gives her kind of like a, a head shrug and she, her cheeks just go redder and she looks away from him. Oh. No, it's, and, and she, <laughs> I, I think I left a pot on downstairs and she flies uh, back towards the, the cellar in the kitchen. Lavender just kind of looks at Birch and she just, she rolls her eyes, she's don't bother. <laughs> And she kind of, she flits around and Bert shrugs and he goes back to the bar. So it's, it's the four of you sitting there having having food with Festa literally just kind of reaching, kind of at this stage. I'm just picking off people's plates. I'm just like, oh, that looks lovely. But it's that sort of like drunk eating. It's yeah, that, you like, know, I'm uh, fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I probably drank You said you didn't want chips. You said you didn't want chips and I'm eating all of my chips. <laughs> How long have we been here uh, now at this point? You reckon it may be about an hour, hour and a half tops has kind of gone by, probably even pushing it a little bit more to two. You are kind of feeling the effects of the booze and the fire that you're kind of situated next to. And there's kind of a sleepiness because, again, you're carb loading, bro. You don't feel kind of put off by anything happening around you. The food is really good. The service is very, very good. And it's sort of helping you kind of relax after that night sleep or, or lack thereof, depending. Festa. You seem to, you know, uh, have a lot of experience with, like, relationships and pe- mm. and people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever had to, like, get rid of someone who you were with, but you couldn't, but you had to make sure that they dumped you? Where is this going? I'm just throwing out hypotheticals, because I think, you know, unless, Fee, you've way more experience. Whoa. Uh-huh. Whoa. I mean, do you? What are you saying? I'm, I'm, I mean, I just... What are you implying? That you don't have a lot of experience because you're all like cutesy-bootsy. There's no shame in it, Fia. Yeah. It's on your body. Okay, when did this all turn on to me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did jump in. Lavender is kind of set cross-legged on the bar, just kind of, again, wiping out a glass, just watching and listening and just kind of slightly grossed out Judging. of what she did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what about you Nate you ever had to try and like get someone to, to break up with you because you didn't want to break up with them that guy that guy doesn't let anybody break up with him you know sometimes it's just you know we don't need words you know we don't put labels on things in the first place and you know I don't really owe anything to anybody so I don't so like know. but like hypothetically what if it was like a label and you did owe it to somebody and you had to like make sure that they stopped it Look, okay do? I don't I don't think you understand okay that I am I'm, I'm quite important like I'm not at a place in my life ever where I'm going to be like tied down okay I've got I'm I'm someone who's looking to be great I am great and I'm looking to put that out into the world okay so I like I don't even want to think about being with someone, okay? Because it's dumb, okay? It's stupid. You, you are with someone. You you're married. Give me a wisdom saving throw, Nate, with disadvantage. 
Four. As you kind of go on this kind of rant uh, about monogamy and commitment and relationships, just at first it's it's not noticeable uh, because you think, oh, it's just a drink or whatever. And then right along your back, kind of traveling up along your spine, you just feel this pain. Just It's almost like you've been lashed by thorns. Uh, just scratch into you and take three psychic damage uh, as you feel your body just um, wince uh, as you uh, as you kind of yeah as you as you kind of explode into this torrent of um, uh, <laughs> do we notice him squirming uh, yeah I, I think I think if I'm feeling that I'm just gonna like like stand up like fuck this and I'm gonna throw my loot down angrily and I just go outside Ooh. big bad Nate doesn't owe anybody anything <laughs> Saying, why were you pushing that? I wasn't pushing it. You were, look at you, got him so upset. I just asked him a question. If, you know, if you wanted to break up with someone, what would you do? And where is this question coming from? What is the reason for it right now? right off. That's what he'd do. Yeah. He'd just fucking go. That's what he does. I'm I'm quite annoyed with saying now at the minute, so I walk out after Nate. Via kind of has just kind of lashed out at you. Uh, Nate is storming out. Uh, Hephaestus is kind of slurring into her, well, into the, like, the mess of food (laughs) around her. And it's just, it's the two of you sitting there as Fia kind of gets up and her chair falls back. Split the party. Yeah. And as, Good as job. you make your way to, to the front door, uh, Nate, Fia, you're kind of following behind and Lavender's just like, ooh, damn, this is, <laughs> the door to the cavern as you are about to reach for it is just kicked wide open and the top hinge just breaks and it's kind of now half hanging. In stands this Goliath. He kind of haunches in under the door frame. And he stands in at seven foot four inches tall. His eyes are a murky white. His right eye has a deep scar tracing from his eyebrow down his uh, his cheek. He is bald with five deep black tattoos slashed from the center of his forehead back over the top of his skull and down the nape of his neck. In one hand, he's holding a long, sharp silver spear and across his shoulders hangs a great axe. A large, plush brown fur adorns his shoulders his chest is exposed and is crisscrossed with tanned brown leather straps. His right shoulder is covered in a leather pauldron on which the large skull of a bear is fixed and its teeth dipped in gold. He snarls a heavy tartan kilt rustles as he steps in and his thick heavy boots knocking against the wood. Where is she? Nate is closest to the door so I'm going to leave that to him. I reach out to Nate and I kind of try and pull him back. Where? Is the witch. Shit. Oh, oh, this food is delicious, isn't it, Hephaesta? I just... Mm. Sorry, we're just I, guests at the inn. We're just guests at the inn. Oh, we don't know anything. I say nothing and I point at Hephaesta. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Am I too wasted to notice this is even happening? Well, you've, you've kind of turned to see this. Yeah. Um, and he just... What's your armor class? <laughs> oh, if I see him making an attack. Eleven. <laughs> He just, he throws the spear straight down through the bar and it whizzes right past uh, you, like kind of almost uh, like uh, perpendicular to your, uh, to your arm and the hand that you're pointing with. And it just whizzes straight across the tavern and it sticks into the table in front of Hephaesta. Oh. <laughs> I stand up and immediately flip the table and draw my sword. I'm like, what is your fucking deal? I said, where's the witch? Okay, she's not here. Uh, roll for initiative. Ooh, fighting time. Fourteen. Ooh. Six. 
uh, 18. And you said you draw your sword? Yep. Okay. You're up first. Cool. Uh, I fling a magic stone at him, first of all. Okay. And then I'm gonna... That's 15 to hit. Oh, sorry. No, it's 17 to hit. Yeah, it does. You can roll your damage. Cool. And I'm also just going to run up straight at him, sword drawn. Take the... So you'll reach him on this, but you won't... Won't be able to attack him? That's fine. I'm going to take the ready action so that any attack he does on me will have disadvantage. On you. Okay. Yeah, and that's nine damage. As you're kind of running, you throw the stone at the same time and it just flies from your hand conks him straight into the head hitting him over the over his left eye uh he he kind of re- he kind of falls back a little bit like it hits him and his head kind of snaps back and he just like that snarl on his face gets a little bit uh angrier and he's kind of foaming at the mouth you charge straight forward immediately lavender and, and, and birch whiz you see them kind of dive down into the cellar into the basement kind of oh, in fear thought they were going to help <laughs> With your blade drawn, you kind of you're running straight towards him. Yeah, to like put myself between him and everyone else. Pretty okay. Much. Uh, he, he as you as you as you charge at him, uh, he swings his great axe down over his shoulders, yeah. grabs onto it, and he is going to strike you. Cool. He gets disadvantage on that because I took the ready action. Yeah, that's fine. Seventeen with disadvantage. Oh, sorry. Twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> so seventeen. Yeah, that hits. Take eight damage. Okay. Ooh. The axe, just he's, as you charge at him and you bring your blade up to kind of half catch and ready yourself, he sees the way you're reacting and swings the axe kind of overhead and then downwards. He is going to have a disadvantage on, on his melee attacks because it's... You Does he get more than one? Yeah, he can multi-attack. Great. Uh, so it's going to be 12, so it's 12 on disadvantage. That's going to miss. Okay. 12 again. Okay, thankfully then. So... Yeah. Three attacks. As you charge at him, he brings the blade, he brings his great axe down. He catches you the first and immediately you kind of skid... And leap back as he's, he kind of slashes very, very... It's kind of throw yourself backwards just in time to avoid fear. Okay, so I just kind of scream at him, The witch isn't here! Stop! And as I do, I'm pulling out my bow and I'm going to try and aim for him. <laughs> as I put an arrow in his head. <laughs> I'm going to try and slow him down by aiming for his legs so his ankles just to get stop him encroaching like, on everyone. Ouch. You're going to Achilles this motherfucker. That is 14. Yeah, that hits. Roll for damage. <laughs> What's yeah. what? That's 10. And he's in five feet of 10, right? Yeah, he is. So, you so I'm going to use my sneak attack to just do an extra 2d6 onto that damage. Rogues. She's not here. She's going to execute the guy. That's another seven. Okay. So, so 17. 17 altogether. Okay. You take your bow uh, and it's just like, she's not here. Then where is she? You draw an arrow, you fire, and you catch him right into the calf. It bursts through the other side. You see him wince, and he just roars, still walking on it. And he just, as he kind of stomps into the room, uh, his great axe hits the floor, and he's just walking towards Thane, dragging it. I don't think we can reason with him now. (laughs) I throw my eyes up and... This again. uh, And I cast Shatter. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah you have to roll against 15 anyway i not want it oh oh so, what it, so do you want to just do straight up what it is or is there an additional <laughs> additional thing because he not want it i know that he's close but i now i that's not to say i necessarily put it on the point where yes. he is gotcha you're putting the spell behind him yes yes i gotcha uh so <laughs> it's 3d8 because it's an attack roll that he got a nat one on your first d8 is automatically eight damage. Okay, so you can roll the other two now. Oh, for God's sake. 
a one and a two, so he takes eleven damage. Okay. So what's the noise? What's what's this? Oh, it's just a just high pitch, just sort of. It's yeah. just getting louder and louder. Yeah, louder. Okay. Yeah. You all hear this, and then you stop hearing it in the way that only dogs can kind of hear it. And just behind him, you see the two suits of armor just rattling, and then they fall, and as they do, they clang onto the ground around him. There's just this booming sound effect. It just rips throughout the tavern. The windows at the front of the building just explode, and he is sent flying forward. He 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 slams into the ground, so he's he's been knocked prone. And as he starts to kind of scramble to his uh, hands and feet and try to lift himself up, thing you can see clearly that he is bleeding from his eyes and his ears and his nose. Uh, Festa. How close is he to me? It's about, okay. it's about 40 feet away from him. It's a big bar. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to hit him from here unless you have a ranged weapon. I'm still mad about that sphere. Yep. And I'm just going to like stand up and stumble forward a little bit and be like, that was really not cool. And then I'm going to cast Cloud of Daggers. So it's like uh, a Care Bear power, right? <laughs> your belly, you lift up your shirt, and it's just a little dagger symbol. Pew! <laughs> uh, you fill the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side, centered on a point you choose within range, being him. A creature takes 4d4 slashing damage when it enters the area on the first time, so that stays there. Uh, yeah, so I center on him, it lasts one full minute, it's a five foot cube full of stabby things. And that is two... And another four is six, and another two is eight, and another three is eleven. You kind of lumber up to your feet, and it's like you point and it's like, you! And as you do, you reach out and you kind of lose your balance and you grab onto the, the spear on the table. And they give, it just an idea flashes in front of your mind, and suddenly you all see around this. this this Goliath who's kind of on his hands and knees anyway the air just shimmers and glistens all around you you just see these shards of glass almost silver like uh, nearly mirror-esque and he kind of he as he kind of moves you just see small little cuts erupt on him as he tries to avoid getting stabbed thing Okay, just before I do anything, how badly off is this guy looking? Because we've just really walloped him. With, with the blood coming out of his ears, his nose, and his eyes. And, and the cuts on his face. All the cuts on his face. And, where and, I hit and him the, the arrow with, sticking out of his calf. And I hit him in the head with a stone. He, and he's, yeah, he's got a, a lovely little matching scar now across his other right, <laughs> from his right eye. Yeah. He's not looking the best, to say, the, to say, to say that. I mean, he's, he's, he's trying to get up. Okay. But he's, yeah, he's looking good uh with my sword drawn i point it down at him and it instantly bursts into flames with my right and i look at him and say you can give up now and we will not kill you on his hands and knees kind of looking up and again careful to to not move in in this area of broken glass and mirror that is cutting into him it just he bows his head and he just tell the witch to put the spell away First, you get to drop your great axe, great sword, and any other great thing you have on you. You can leave it on the ground. I move. I get cut. Avesta, you can stop the spell now. It's a great spell, but it, we don't need it anymore. <sighs> Fine. <laughs> There's a whistling of glass just kind of, you know, kind of folding and kind of dissipating into itself. It's like, it's like glass being kind of ground up. And immediately he just, he slides the, the great axe onto the ground in front of you. Okay, and I kick it back to Nate and Fiona, like, well, what, what's, what's, what's your name? My name is Modak Dawnkiller Katho Olavi. 
Okay, we'll call you Modak for short. You can stand up because we're we're finished fighting. We don't want to do that. The person you're looking for isn't here, and we don't want to kill each other. He, you just hear him kind of exhale a breath, and he just kind of bows his head, and kind of standing upright, he kind of wobbles on his feet a little bit, and he looks around, and he just he just he sees the four of you. I we I sheet my sword and I hold out a hand to him, I'm like, come on, you can sit down. We have food. I mean, it's all over the floor now because you did throw that spear at the table, but we've got food. If, as you say, she is not here. Then I take my leave. Okay, hang on, slow slow down. Is anyone else very confused? I was looking for somebody. Do you know her name? She attacked me in the woods. I chased her. She ran. I lost her. Was she us-sized or, like, tiny-sized? If you have not seen her. We don't know what she looks like, I'm afraid, and no one has burst in here in the past while except yourself. Holding his hands out and to the side, he walks towards you. And he just pulls the spear out of the table and he just, he walks back towards Fia and Nate. Uh, Again, the spear is pointed down Mm. and he goes for his great axe. I mean, hey pal, if you, if you want to leave, that's fine, but I mean, we can help. What kind of way is he, is he going for it like aggressively or is it No, no, he's he's just reaching, and again, he's maintaining eye contact with you as he's doing, he's reaching for the the great axe. That's fine then. He seems pretty bummed out. Poor Um, guy. Join the party. I hope you find what you're looking for. And some manners along the way. Yeah, Mordak, we're going to be in, in Tezrab in a few days, so if you find who you're looking for, if or if you Why need are help... you telling him that he tried to kill us? I know, but I don't want him to try and kill us again, so I, I'm building relationships <gasps> here. Trying to make a friend. It's not friendly. The woods aren't safe. I suggest you don't stay longer than you have to. I mean, we could leave with you if you want. No, we're okay. Do Thanks not, for the warning. Do not want... He puts the, the great axe back over his shoulders um, and kind of snatching a, a rag from the bar as he passes, he, he just starts to kind of like wipe up some of the blood off himself and he, he makes for the door. Try saying hi next time. Fane, stop it. He he tries to pull the door shut uh, and <laughs> it does like he, he's kind of, because he, it clicks back into the lock, yeah. but he didn't damage the frame, but he, yeah, he's he's gone. He pulled a Hagrid. That was not how I expected this day to go. Is is all the alcohol broken? No, no. Um, uh, thank well, God. Well, ta- you, you head to the bar. <laughs> and I start drinking. <laughs> yeah, I what just... in the bloody hell was that? No, stay down. It's still dangerous. I'm just kidding. Come it's on up. It's fine. He's gone. I'm sick of this. I just wanted to the, relax. The three of them just kind of float up. Lavender kind of has an arm around Pandora. Who, and Pandora is visibly kind of shaken by the whole thing. Uh, Birch is just like, I didn't go look at the guy, but I probably could have taken him. <laughs> Yeah, man, we missed you. Where were you? I uh, had to protect the chicks. Oh, you know, you're so noble. And he just holds out his fist for you to fist bump, and he's just like, I just tap it with my pinky finger. Uh, Lavender, 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 lavender. And I like lean in real close, and I got that awful like booze breath. Does this happen a lot? I've never seen that guy before. I uh, not him. Like I, I don't imagine he bursts in here like once a week shouting about food. Like in he's a regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of laughs, and and now she's trying to cleaning up the mess. And Pandora's giving her a hand, kind of trying to lift the table over and you know start out a few things. Can't say it's a regular. We don't really get a whole pile of visitors here in the Jasmine Garden. You're the you're the first people we've seen in a while. I God, I hope Morag's okay. She. 
she hasn't been around. Does she normally just like disappear for a while? No, she she went out this morning to collect mushrooms, and we haven't seen her. Is she a sprite too? She wishes, <laughs> and she winks. Is she a witch? Sometimes. And <laughs> <laughs> Bosses, am I right? <laughs> She's a pain in the ass, but Morag's, and she kind of looks around, Morag's all right. They've kind of got the mess cleaned up around the table, and it's, yeah, there's an, an, a very, very deep notch in it where the, the spear struck. Uh, we can we can go out and look for her if you want while you clean this place up. We'd really appreciate that, actually, if you don't mind. There's a mushroom field just slightly north of the tavern. She's she's often there. When did she last leave? This morning. What does she look like? She's she's tall. She's thin, a bit spindly, sharp nose, thin lips, blue eyes, ruby slippers, tight black hair. She's a human. Like, what all humans look like. Uh, I just look at Thane and laugh. I mean, she probably doesn't look like me. Well, she definitely doesn't look like that. <laughs> you guys are going to head out? We're yeah. going to go. Yeah. I'm just, as we go, I'm just going to keep going. Morag! <laughs> Morag! <laughs> Do it. She'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you notice as you leave the tavern, Twilight Sparkles is gone. Oh. <gasps> No, no. I, no. Im- I immediately check for tracks. I immediately investigate the area. You see very, very thick, heavy, large footprints leading into the tavern and then around the tavern towards where Twilight Sparkles was tied up. Did he just take the horse? He did. He just picked it up and went. He just walked away. He just walked away. <laughs> yeah, that's Threw it. Yeah. Shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, Twilight Sparkles is on top of his shoulders, going to piggyback into town. A light snack for later. <laughs> yeah. I try to turn over a new leaf. I try to be nice to Declan's NPCs. I kind of put my, my hand on Nate's shoulder. I'm like, look, man. As you kind of step out and you're like, here, Morag, Morag, give me a perception check. That is 16. You're wandering around kind of like you, you see that Twilight Sparkles is gone and you're kind of circling the building kind of in the hopes that maybe she got loose and she wandered around, but she's definitely gone. And as you kind of veer to the, the back of the, the, the inn, you see kind of wading through the thick of bushes uh, is a woman in a dark green dress. It's it's torn in places. Her hair has been kind of, it's tossed and, and wild. Like she looks frazzled almost. Uh, she's got a few cuts and bruises on her and she just kind of, she's as she sees you, she's just like, I'm Morak. And she just, she kind of, she falls forward. Oh, I catch her. <laughs> um, she falls into your arms as, as you, and she kind of looks up and she is nothing like what Lavender described her as. She, yes, she has quite sharp features uh, and against sort of porcelain skin, there are these clear blue eyes just staring up at you and everything about her, her complexion, even, you know, with a bit of dirt smeared on her and her hair kind of tousled, she just looks almost angelic-like and she just, as she falls into your arms, she does so kind of gingerly as you catch her and then she just puts a hand up to your face just, thank you so much <sighs> god alright I pick her up and I carry her like a baby <laughs> as you kind of circle around the tavern and kind of take to the northern path you just see Nate coming against you holding this woman uh, as described in that green dress wow that was really quick 
Nicely done. I'll, I'll take her back into the tavern. You're going, you're going, you're going yeah. back to the tavern. So you're all kind of following Nate with Morag. Yeah. As you kind of step inside, you see that the Lavender Birch and Pandora are kind of still kind of cleaning up some of the mess. As they see you come back in, they just all kind of shout, Morag! And her eyes open kind of faintly and she's, Yes, my loves, I've, I've returned. Uh, she just winces a little bit in pain. I, I was attacked in the woods. I barely escaped. Uh, you should probably sit her down on something, Nate, and just... Please. I must be so heavy in your arms. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Um... You, sir, are a gentleman. And she just gently caresses your face. Oh. I've <laughs> always had to depend on the kindness of strangers. I'm... But a simple country woman living in this tavern with my companions, my faithful employees. And life can just be so difficult out here. Oh. Gross. Yeah, I, I just like put her down on like a couch somewhere or some sort of chaise long, chaise long, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever, uh, yeah. whatever way you say it. Boxes. <laughs> Leave her on the bear rug. Birch immediately kind of flies over as you're kind of carrying her and he, he's also now trying to help kind of carrier and he's just lost himself in her eyes she just kind of as she sees him she kind of puts a hand out to kind of like kind of caress him as well you lay her down on kind of a a long chair effectively like a bench almost and she kind of pulls herself up a little bit I I barely escaped with my life I I could I have some water please I'm I'm so very thirsty I I, uh, go and I grab the bottle of Goldschlager I, this is empty. This is a very expensive bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you burp, just a cinnamon. <laughs> she just, Bert, my dear sweet boy, would you please? And she takes the bottle from her and she puts it on the table and Bert kind of flies over to the bar and brings back a clean uh, goblet of water and he places it in front of her and she, she takes a sip. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so very sorry. And she kind of, she pulls herself up on, on like on like to the table, and she kind of starts to sit up and fix herself a little. What a way for me to greet the first guests our home little tavern has had. It's so very long. I'm just so sorry that you had to see us like this. We're and my babies have tried so hard. Kane takes three steps back and is just very overwhelmed. Do you want to go like, get some sleep or something? Are you like, do you, do you want like want some time to gather yourself? She takes a, a sip of the water. She's, no, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right. I've, um, I, I, I'm sorry. I am. My name is Morag uh, Sprigheart. I am the proprietor of the Jasmine Garden. I. I am so happy to have met you all. And she's just kind of shaking her head. Morag, any relation to a Mordak? Not at all, I... That's just your name sounds similar. Who attacked you? It was... Was he really big? Did he have an axe? And a spear. Oh, please, spare me the details. He did? I am so ashamed. You see, I inherited this tavern from my great-grandmother. 
And I have done everything in my power to keep the establishment running in her name. Looks like it's been going great. I, I borrowed some money from some people and I haven't been able to pay them back. And I think, oh, how, I think, I think they sent that brute after me. He, he was looking for a witch? I have some abilities, but I, I, I am no sorceress. He said someone attacked him in the night. He, this man attacked me in the rush only a short time ago. I. I how, did, how did you get away? We barely managed the four of us. He was here. Is he? He's gone. He's gone. He it's did okay. all. He did all of that. And I just point at everything. Oh, how will we ever be able to afford the repairs? Don't give free bottles of Goldschläger. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you burp, and a little bit more cinnamon comes up. I have um. I. I have some abilities, but none, none such as yourselves. I, 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 I can, I can merely divine tea leaves. That's, that's hardly a witch. Unless you gave him like a really bad reading in the middle of the night. Uh, no, I, I was, I was here all evening. I, I, I only left this morning to collect mushrooms. All right, no offense, lady, but I don't think he was after you. You think perhaps it was just a case of mistaken identity? Um, he's just punching everybody in front of his face, so like... Oh, then clearly my luck is just not on my side. Yeah, that sucks. There are small miracles, and you were here to, to ensure my staff were safe. I, I'm so grateful for you. Um, please. Do I, do I believe any of this? Give me an insight check. I want to insight check this lady. Well, that fell off my book, but it's a four. How She's could that be fake? Look at those tears. Sorry, sorry. A six. Okay, yeah. Oh, oh change my mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's a liar. She's basically Mussolini. Uh, <laughs> She's choking back there. I mean, there are some tears kind of trickling from her face, but her voice is breaking and kind of warbling. Man, my heart's bleeding for her. You protect it, and she just kind of, she just kind of gestures to Lavender, Pandora, and, and Birch. Uh, Birch, who has kind of, like, not taken his eyes off of her, and is now kind of rubbing her kind of cuts with a, a little towel just to try and uh, help her a little bit. Please allow me to make it up to you. I've, I, 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 I can't reward you with money, but I could certainly, I could certainly offer you free room and board. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, we listen. That sounds great. No, we're in. I will, I will rest for some time. I will, I will, I will gather myself and I will, I will offer you all the Jasmine Garden has full hospitality. I will, I will show you. How amazing we truly are. If you... Thank you. You're she, welcome. She kind of goes to lift herself up and she kind of half kind of falls and Birch kind of goes oh. to kind of grab her a little bit. and you. I grab her. And, and <laughs> lifts her up a little bit as well. And she just... This is so squeezes. hard being the knight in shining armor all the time. <laughs> she You're like puts, rolling your eyes and sighing this whole time. I, like, I, here I, she goes. I, I can't just... I can't keep it up all the time. I'm just not in the mood. <laughs> she puts one of her hands, uh, like her free hand on yours and she just kind of squeezes it a little bit. I'll and she she kind of she kind of gathers herself. I'll be okay. Bert, would you would you be a dear and see me to my room? No, uh, you should probably help with that. Yeah, I, like I've, I'm holding it. This okay, point, yeah. so you're going to lead her up. Yeah. Birch uh, kind of is directing her, and she's kind of leading mm-hmm. you 
towards this, the stairwell, uh, we'll say the one closest to the northern wall. Mm-hmm. And as you as you climb and you head down a corridor, it turns a corner. And again, there's a second stairwell. And as you go up this one, it's not a winding stairwell. It's just kind of a flat staircase up and down. There's um, another kind of a small little corridor in front of you. And again, as you're going, you can just see kind of the, the, the pale yellow light off of birch kind of kind of glowing, kind of lighting up the hallway a small bit. Again, the windows here are looking out and you can see kind of a little bit further. There's no signs of Modak anywhere, but you've you kind of you've carried her to her door and she kind of she takes kind of a set of keys from her side, like a the little side pouch she has, and she turns the lock. And then she hands the key ring to um Birch. Please see that they get our finest rooms. And Birch kind of lovingly takes the key ring from her hands and he's holding it up and he just kind of nods. She steps into the room, turning to kind of face you as she does. Thank you so much. Yeah, cool. And she closes the door. Some time passes and uh, Pandora has kind of brought up some hot biscuits and scones and... Again, seated near the fire, uh, the fireplace, she kind of places the tray down in front of all of you. There's just the sweet smell of jasmine tea and these kind of buttered scones laid out in front of you. A short time later, you all see Morag kind of descending the stairs. She's wearing kind of a, a long flowing um, sort of pale blue gown. Uh, and kind of over her shoulders, she's kind of wearing a, a darker, almost deep navy um, shawl. And she pulls it up over herself. Outside, the the sun is starting to set, so it's kind of an orange uh, glow, uh, even against the kind of the grey overclass clouds that never really shifted that day. You've also been shown to your rooms, uh, and you all have a room uh, on the first floor where, Nate, you have been shown to uh, the king room, and it is a uh, king-sized bed. And again, the the room, it's not decadent, it's not, Mm. you know, it's not five-star hotel type thing here, but it's it's a little bit fancier looking than you were when you were in the Sleeping Bee, and certainly certainly a step above the Prancing Mule. Uh, Festa, you are in the, the room, so if there's a wall kind of separating the both of you, so you're in the queen room, and it it is actually a mirror of the room uh, you're both in, so it's dead opposite. Thane and Fia, you are, again, the corridor thing, uh, thing that you went down the first time when you found the bathroom, you were in the, the room right next to that. And Fia, you were in uh, the room directly opposite it, uh, on the other side of the, the, the floor that you're on. Welcome to the Jasmine Garden. And she just kind of holds out her hands and Pandora just starts kind of clapping. Like, <laughs> just... Welcome, welcome, welcome. And she sees that you are, you're drinking uh, and eating and she comes to join you and immediately Birch kind of starts half, half hard, like with, with all the effort he possibly can, dragging a chair over uh, to, the, to the fireplace. Uh, she helps and takes a seat next to uh, the rest of you who are all kind of huddled around these these tea and scones. I see you've, I, my luck truly has turned and I, I feel I have found true friends today. I am so grateful. No problem, friend. Always happy to help people getting attacked by spear-wielding maniacs who steal horses. 
He stole your horse? He stole Nate's horse. Oh my word. <sighs> the world has changed so much. She puts a hand on your hand when he, uh, on your hand, Nate, as she, as, as, as Sane says it was your horse, and she's just, I'm, I'm so very sorry for your loss. I know I said I couldn't reward you with monetary, but perhaps you would like a reading? I see you've all partaken of our home-brewed jasmine tea. What, you read the tea leaves? I can. It's, again, it's a, it's a small craft my, grand, my great-grandmother passed down to me. I, I would be honoured. Feeling like this might alleviate some of Fia's stress. She just kind of turns to her and like nods in agreement. I roll my eyes, but I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, a sort of a, an affirmative shrug. Yeah, Fia, you go first. So give me a roll of a d20 twice. So what was the first number? 15, and the second number was 14. Um, she takes the ceramic cup from you and she kind of gives it a kind of a swirl. I see they look like locks. And she, til- she tilts the cup towards you. It just looks like two leaves. <laughs> They're all knotted. I And she puts a hand out uh, to kind of comfort you. I sense you have had to make some terrible choices. This is causing you great stress. You are all knotted up inside. You just... Trust yourself, Fia. You'll, you'll be okay. And she just kind of pats you on the hand as she kind of passes the cup back to you. I kind of take the cup back off or look down and, and kind of smile a little bit to myself. It does look like a lock. Avesta? Mm. Uh, 16 and 12. I see an arrow. It's, it's pointing upwards. And these dashes. You've been... You've been travelling an awful lot lately, Hephaesta. You've been moving everywhere and anywhere. Something has been sending you. I... You are on the right path. The leaves tell me this is a good direction for you. And she, again, tilts the cup for you to see inside, and it just looks like tea leaves. leaves. (laughs) Looks like you're turning over a new leaf. That's nice. These things are always so general. I understand... Tassiography isn't isn't something everybody believes in. Thing, were you having Teeley's read? Yeah, I got a three and a six. I see an archway and a loss, and she points, and she's kind of like, um, kind of bringing the cup up for you to have a look. There is like the leaves have kind of formed like what looks like a little um, horseshoe upside down. Okay. And there's another kind of little, almost like a little arrow pointing to the left. There is a connection, a togetherness. It takes so much from you. It has brought you this far, but I, I'm sorry, that's all I see in the leaves. That's weird, because I'm looking at and I see like a city and some horses. I think we're looking at different tea leaves. Nate, are you? Yeah, 17 and 10. Oh my word. You're in danger, Nathaniel. There is a cross, a mark on you. You are going in the wrong direction. The arrow points down. She swirls the cup and lets you see inside. There is what looks like a trace of an arrow pointing downwards and a cross or an X. 
there is more coming your way. You are not out of the danger yet. And she puts the cup down rather than handing it back to you. I'm... I'm so sorry, I... I seem to have brought the mood down. No, it's fine. Death, horses, you know, we deal with that a lot. I knew it. I knew it. You knew what? You guys are distracting me. You guys are bringing me down. <laughs> I don't know, man. Twilight Sparkle did just get stolen. You know, I think you need a good night rest and you can sit back, think about it, reevaluate. And, it's know. fine for you because you've always been a nobody. Yeah, this is true. Feel free to do this on your own. I feel like if we... More like this, you'll catch up. I feel like if we leave, there's a strange thing that could happen to us considering that tea leave mark that you have, Nate. Everyone just kind of sits there. Then you just kind of hear a... And, and Birch just looks at everybody. You got enough for everyone, Birch? Uh, sorry, I... Uh, never never mind, Birch. It's, it's quite all right. I... I take responsibility. I, I'm, I'm so very sorry. I, please, go back to your business. I, I think, and she puts a ha- her, her kind of the, the back of her hand short part. I, I think I'm quite not myself. I, I, I shall. I'm ever so sorry. I, I a little rest and I'll be all right. And she stands from the chair and she wisps kind of up the stairwell and I bid you all good night. And she, she kind of disappears up the stairs. Give me a perception check, all of you. 13. 15. 11. 22. Okay, so Thane, you see Lavender roll her eyes just as, and I mean, not even like kind of a, uh, like a, a full on like, give me strength. Like, like, like a there's on the regular yeah pretty much yeah she's pulling in a festa on it you're reading kind of reading into her a little bit like she's just over this she kind of tugs on pandora who was kind of sitting a little closer to to birch and she's just, okay we're we're gonna call it a night as well i think come on girl i think we could all do a night's rest after that we Definitely. just can't seem to catch a break i i did not intend to get stabbed in the shoulder today so you might not catch a break but you could catch a birch. I'd rather catch a cold, but thanks. <laughs> <sighs> You're lost. And he just, he flies, uh, he kind of follows after the other two. The the four of you just sort of with the kind of a heavy sigh and just kind of tiredness eking out of you, hmm. uh, the four of you retire to your rooms. <laughs> This was Romancing the Dungeon. You've been listening to Dermid as Thane Greyline, Amber as Hephaesta Tenderson, Louise as Fia Isdrum, and Sam Monaghan as Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight. Special thanks to Martin Ryan for our theme tune, Love Chords. I'm Declan, and I've been your Dungeon Master. If you like what you heard and want to know more about the show and the world of Romancing the Dungeon, check us out on social media at D8Dungeon. There's plenty of behind-the-scenes shenanigans, giveaways, and a growing community of daters. We're back in two weeks' time. We'll see you then. Can I just say as a straight white male, I'm really offended by this portrayal of my my people?
As somebody who slept with a lot of straight white men. <laughs> <laughs> 